Hello and welcome to another edition of KGUP Presents on Indie TV Channel 140 on the Universe Network. I'm your host, Mikey J. Today, KGUP Presents is proud to have this next guest. Alex Dezen is not only the producer, but he's also a songwriter and formerly of the band The Damwells. And the face and the voice of this amazing band is Amy Bollinger, introducing Broken Baby. simplest terms broken baby isn't just an alternative artist but they are the face of today's local scene in the hollywood echo park and silver lake area which has ironically become the underground scene for most alternative music their sound might be described as raw gritty post-punk and their music rocks its audiences to the core with songs that not only target females but anyone that appreciates music that speaks to you you might know of them from the hit singles it's my show and my favorite song Royal Pigs, please welcome Broken Baby. Yeah, keep talking, assholes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so how are you guys doing today? We're good. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so we're really excited. <laughs> so first off, wh- where are you guys originally from? Ohio, New York. Nice. Yeah. So but when did you lived here um, forever? Yeah, we have lived in Los Angeles for a long time though. Oh, okay. Just, that was my next question. Oh, yeah. you moved we knew it. We're telepathic over here, so <laughs> we knew that that was your next question. I've been here for fourteen years, thirteen years. Yeah, I've been here about the same. Yeah, nice. it's home. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us how Broken Baby became to be. How did it all, how did it all begin? <laughs> um, I was bored. You were bored. I was disheartened. You were disheartened. Um, pretty much filled with anger and rage. And then we decided to birth a broken baby. Okay. Yeah. We've been... I've been playing in bands for a long time, and, and I was tired of being the guy that... You know, I had to sing all the songs. I also just thought that, like, I think we've heard enough from men for a while. <laughs> yeah. So I thought. Oh my that god, that was that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all wrong. Let's redo this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. well how yeah. did um, you guys meet? We met a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We met um, a long time ago, and then we kind of remained friends at a distance and then yeah um we got back and we were like we're always kind of in and out of touch and then we got back in touch like i don't know i guess like eight years ago yeah um and then we didn't start playing in this band until three years ago yeah something like or that. four years ago something like that what year is it i don't know yep what day is it? Three somewhere years in, ago. Yeah. Somewhere in the 2000s. Right. That's, that's fine. <laughs> the 2005? Yeah, that's where... <laughs> no. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, yeah, I guess that's, that is. Like, three years ago we started playing the band, but we weren't even really intending on actually playing 
out at first. It was just writing stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we're like, that's ridiculous. Rock music should be performed and experienced. And so we then started playing two two years ago. And then now all we January or shows. February of 2018. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, was our first show. Yeah, I, I always felt that a way about rock music. Like you have to experience it. Yeah. In its raw form, live. Yeah. yeah. It's and not passive at all. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like jazz music. How you know you see it live and you get the album and it's like, oh, that's nothing what I heard. Right. right. Yeah. Right. I know it's a yeah. music format, especially jazz. I feel like is a format that requires the room mm-hmm. and requires the instruments and yeah. requires yeah. like you to be there. Participation. Yeah. yeah. It's like going to. You know, New Orleans. You try to like take that sound home, and it's, and oh. it's impossible. It's yeah, impossible. you can't do it. It's like you just have to just keep going back. <laughs> yes, exactly. You yeah. have to keep going back. But what I didn't want to—I feel like wh- why we didn't start playing shows first is because what I didn't want to do, that, that I feel like a lot of bands get trapped into doing, is to try to recreate the sound and the energy of a live show on a record. Mm. I feel like that always winds up being way harder than it sounds. And you, I, I feel like the result oftentimes is, is not really either a good recording of the band or uh, you know, um, an adequate representation of their live show. Like we did it all in one take, in one track. Yeah, and yeah. that sucks. You can't edit anything. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds terrible. Good job, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the music generally is broken down into fewer and fewer categories these days. How would you guys classify your music? Rock. Just to really just boil it down. Right. No idiosyncrasies or imagination. So, what is your guys' like writing process? We were just talking about that. We drink a lot of beer, (laughs) we vomit, and then we start recording. Isn't that kind of how it goes? Yep. Yeah. I do have to take the dog out to pee sometimes, though, in between. Oh, okay. But other than that, it's pretty, pretty simple. So, I had to bring this up. I don't remember if you remember a couple of. A couple of months ago, when I added uh, Royal Pigs to the yeah. you know, uh, rotation, and then we tried to promote the song, and yeah. Instagram declined it. Really? Why? They said it, it was either I mean, they had a broad generalization of their de- declination, but they said it was political or it was. Um, cool. Rad. Um, <laughs> what was it? Things that are political objectify women or has profanity. I was like, what? There's no profanity in the song. Is there? I don't remember anymore. Don't There's so, so much profanity. There's no profanity in the song. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I was like, really? I feel like we should give ourselves a big pat on the back for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's going on <laughs> that's in good. our bio. That's yeah. going in our bio. Was rejected by Instagram for <laughs> what was it? Objectifying women and profanity. That's yeah. pretty funny that a I woman. Lo- I love that. Was it the video or was it this the song? The video, I mean, it's happened twice to me okay. this past year. Huh. And one, because there was Both a... Both women? Uh, it, was, it was a male band. Okay. Oh. But they were, you know, they were environmentally, like, huh. active. Oh, they're, they, so they were political. Yeah, so I had to change the wording in the promotion to get it approved. Hmm. And I was like, okay. So wow. I just went around them and promoted it a different way. Did it work? Yeah. So I had to go around, at least with yours, the yeah. approved that video that's rad wow that's cool cool oh the world yeah everyone's just ultra sensitive these days really sensitive so I try not to talk about politics at all (laughs) which is gonna be hard because we're a very political (laughs) man yeah (laughs) 
as most bands. And yeah. Leah, I mean, that, as we should be. Yeah, so that I... Royal Pig song is. Then if if it doesn't live up to the standard of Instagram's guidelines, then we did our job well. Yeah, congrats. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to dig into what they thought, how they thought it objectified women. I wonder how many advertisements are on Instagram that are promoted by men that actually do objectify women, as opposed to a song oh, a, a performed by a woman that is a that is talking about the objectification of women by a woman. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, how do politicians even get on social media at, at all? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of royal pigs, uh-huh. how, how was the inspiration? There's a lot of royal pigs that are ruling the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had written about, like, previous to that was Meat Week, which was about Brett Kavanaugh and that whole bullshit. And um, so I think royal pigs, like, it just felt like the next natural progression after meat pigs. Or meat pigs. Ooh, that's cool. That's our next Meat pigs. (laughs) Meat pigs. Meat sticks. Um, Royal pigs was just kind of like, I think... You know what it was? Also, royal pigs happened because of. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, um, just the rights of women's be- of women being stripped, like Alabama, that whole slew oh, right. thing. Like that was a big. I don't know if we wrote that song before or after, but I think it's a constant thing that women always have to fight for, like yeah. their rights for some reason. Right, right. And the people that right are making choose. the laws are right. like old white dudes. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, one of your famous songs that I like, um, it's it's my show. Can you walk us through that song? Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> sure. It was it just was, one yeah. continuous shot that, throughout the whole I thing. I thought it was brilliant. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, great. That was directed by Morgan Freed of Ride or Cry and John... Um, John Ryan. John Ryan. Nice. Yeah. And, and Morgan Freed, is there. he's one of the people behind the Emo, emo Night. Night. So they have like a whole side thing that they do that's super successful. Yeah. But they also and make great we And li- we just met with him because we loved what he does. And um, we got a really great recommendation from... Uh, what's his name? Teenage wrist dude. Oh yeah, um, Cam. Cam. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, Morgan has done his videos, and he was like, "Man, this guy is great." So we met with him, and Morgan was just like, "What do you guys want?" And at this point, we just wanted to collaborate with people. Like, I don't know, what do you see of this? Because we already created the song. And this is what we think. But like, what do you see? And he's like, "I'll think of something. Just show up, basically." So we just wow. showed up, and there were all these cars on the street. He blocked off the whole street. Um, got permits and everything, and he's like, "This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna try to do it in one continuous shot." And when we did it, we did it like forty times, probably. Wow. Yeah, it was yeah. cold, and it, it took yeah. a long time, but it was fun. But it was fun, and he's just like, "I don't know, just do whatever you want." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." He was so great. That was amazing. And I guess it's my show is a celebration and also a mockery of, I guess, I don't know. I think it's a mockery as well as a celebration of. Um, our egos and also I don't know we ha- I think we have different views on what the song is about maybe. no I'm a, 
I think that your view yeah. is right. But because I think when we started writing it, it was pretty like in, not serious because there's always like a joke element. I think to some of these songs. Um, but you were like, no, it's my show. Like fucking yeah, like throw it in the face. I thought it was too arrogant mm. at first. I was like, let's pull back the arrogance. But I'm like, oh, but that's what this is. Mm. It's this arrogance of like, but also like, yeah, fucking it is my show. It, there's like a celebration yeah. and also a, a mockery, making a mockery of our own celebration. Yeah, I get that. I mean, it kind of yeah. fits in line with today's, you know, kind of like, like if you call it a theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It's like, screw everybody. I'm going to do what I want to do. Totally. Because it's my show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my fucking show. <laughs> no to curse. So let's take a step back. Um, what what inspired you to go from acting to, you know, music? Um, hatred uh, of acting. No, I just hated... I was just starting to get really disheartened because I was just doing a lot of commercials and... It's difficult. You know, playing like the perfect mom or whatever. And I, that's not what I start. that's not why I became an actor. Slinging yogurt. Yeah, I was like fucking eating Activia <laughs> and, you know, promoting condoms or something. It's just stuff that I didn't care about. Right. And people stuffing words into your own mouth. And I'm like, maybe I should try performing differently. I don't know. I was liked, I was in another band before Broken Baby. Oh, okay. Um, and it was fun, but it wasn't, you know, this our thing, and it was just way more fun to perform. So, how did you get into music? I mean, how far back does it go? Not really that far back. No, not really. I mean, I'm just kind of new at it all. Mm, okay. <laughs> kinda, yeah. I mean, except does high school like Coraliers count? I think so. Does jazz hands count? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> so, what about you, Alex? How did it? Um, what oh man, you've been you doing it since Nam, right? <laughs> so, what, like the chicken and the egg, what came first, production or, or the music itself? For Broken Baby, or just in general? Just in general. Oh, definitely music first. But actually, they they kind of did start s- sort of around the same time, only because. I think as soon as I started making music, I wanted to record music, so I had to find a way to record music. So I first started with like a like a dual cassette deck recorder, where I realized that with if you had two cassette tapes, you could record onto one of them, then take that one into the B deck, and then take a new tape into the A deck, or something. You could like basically create like a crude overdub system, but you keep losing. There's generational loss, of course, every time you add something new because that's. Um, and I figured out a way to do that. Then I got a four track, and then so I kind of started around the same time that I started making music. Doing it all. Mm-hmm. Four tracks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, cool. I still have. Our, we, you do. We just uncovered the like the old four track that I used to record tons of stuff on. Mm-hmm. Growing up, what were your like music artist idols? Um, Alanis Morissette. Nice. Madonna. Okay. Uh, all the kids, like, I listen, I'm, I'm from a small town, and my dad listened to, like, Led Zeppelin or um, Phil Collins and Billy Joel. Because they go together. Because they go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like oil and water. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's a seamless... Uh, yeah, so I just listened to all of this stuff on the radio. Like, yeah. there were no really, like, 
yeah, and I always loved that stuff. And my dad was always a singer. Like he sang, he would be, you know, shy if I said that he was a singer, but he had this beautiful voice. And I remember hearing him on a cassette tape. Oh. And I was like, that's, who is that? He's like, well, that's me. I was like, oh my God. But I think that was like the first voice that I think I really fell in love with, the singing voice, wow. which I think is funny. Because yeah. I thought my dad, I was like, he's hiding, he has a secret life. Yeah, on the he's actually tape. a singer. <laughs> and yeah. I just I thought that was really beautiful. But anyway, I always liked the, uh, yeah. And then I, I didn't get into like Patti Smith until like my 20s. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah. Patti Smith, what the fuck? And it just keeps going. Yeah, I know all the lyrics to most of her songs. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how. <laughs> it's not like you hear it on the radio. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're playing it while you're sleeping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody yeah. is. Somebody is. It's like is. a subliminal tape of Patti yeah. Smith. Yeah. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what about you, Alex? Um, kind of the same way, like, my sister was listening to music pretty... Or I, I have an older sister, and she always kind of introduced me to stuff that she was listening to. But, like, cool shit, though. She always listened to cool shit. She did, yeah. Yeah. She did. She does. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I think one of the first bands that I found that I really really loved was the replacements mm. and I was like I don't know I was I was a little kid um, and then that kind of you know blossomed into years later you know a love of the pixies and a love of other kinds of bands like that um, and then there was a whole you know um, a, a, a pretty long and uh, difficult bout of like really 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 deep into punk rock music mm-hmm. um, and I say difficult because, like, the haircuts were not really well received by my mother, nor <laughs> the school I was going to, not. right? Yeah. And, like, the attitude, I guess, of punk rock was not well received by the NYPD on a number of occasions. Um, Odd. But, um, but it was really, it, it kind of taught me something about the boundaries of society that I don't think I could have learned in school, which is, you know, basically that there, nothing is, that there is no real boundaries, you know? It's, um, it's more about like self-discipline. Like Fugazi for me was a big band because not only were they disciplined as human beings, but the band ethos had a real discipline to it. Like I think even to this day, their shows were five dollars, mm-hmm. and that was always the deal, you know. And all their records cost like I think all their records cost ten dollars, and then it was like two ninety nine for shipping or something. Um, and Discord, they ran their own label, and so there was something about that 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 kind of like a boundary defying yet self-imposed um you know like ethos that like i don't know kind of like lent itself to future endeavors with music and stuff like that yeah it is cool i I wish i would have discovered that way earlier i mean i guess as long as you discover it at any time it's important but punk music was definitely a later 20s and and also because it's really easy to make punk rock music i mean Mm -hmm. i hate to, to say that it's derivative but punk rock music at least like you know um, Black Flag or even you know um, Keith Morris's later stuff like when he was in the Circle Jerks and stuff it, it, it was like simplistic because the message was the, was the motivating was bigger. Yeah, yeah the message was bigger yeah um, everyone's using the same chord change right yeah. because why do we need other ones like yeah. it's about what we're talking about let's just about. fucking get to it yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly and then burn shit down yeah I mean it's, it's it is yeah. pretty much it's very effective it is yeah 
that, <laughs> that really, you know, and yeah. then of course after that there was, I got into like, you know, proggy stuff and learning different chords and diminished chords and, yeah. you know, that kind of muddied the waters for a while. Well, that brings me to the next thing is, um, what can we expect from the new album that's coming out? But I think we, I mean, we have a whole, a whole like, you know, stack of songs. Yeah. Uh, stack of ideas and stuff. And we are taking more time with this one. We are taking more time. Considering that our EP, those six songs were created and produced and performed in two weeks. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Ridiculous. And <laughs> and then the the first LP was uh, a little bit longer, but still pretty short, like a m- month or two. Maybe. Yeah. Wasn't long. Wasn't long at all. We just kind of wanted to get it out. We didn't want to belabor the thing. And yeah. we wanted it to still feel sporadic. And, and that's kind of what we still are trying to do. But still, like, maybe, like, oh, maybe we should, you know, craft it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good you guys work together on the song lyrics. It's not just you or it's not yeah. just you. We work together. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So it's probably too early to even say, but you're. Definitely going to go on tour mm-hmm. in January. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Nice. Southwest uh, doing uh, Dallas and Houston and Austin, Phoenix, uh, San Diego, San Diego, LA, San Francisco, Fresno. Fresno. Like a Southwest, yeah. Kind of West Coast okay. thing. Yeah, nice. something. Like a nice little tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Amber, Alex, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having uh, us. Yeah, this is cool. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. That's it. Well, for all the watchers and listeners, please tell everyone where we can find your music. Oh. Everywhere. Every, yeah, all the, all the streamies. All the streamies. Yeah. Instagram, Spotify, Deezer, Tidal, Apple Music. But if you do want to buy vinyl. I'm keep going. Twitter. <laughs> <does>. <laughs> Sorry. Don't mean to interrupt you. Um <laughs> We do still have vinyl up on our Bandcamp site. Yeah, Bandcamp is really the best place to think. I think it kind to of is the best place with bands. I think if yeah, go to Bandcamp. Okay. Get a fucking t-shirt. Yeah. Just download some music. Buy our vinyl. All right. Come to a goddamn show. Yeah. <laughs> Are you gonna bleep all that out? Because that would be cool. <laughs> I she allowed to curse. In it? Can I curse? <laughs> just put like fucking shit, cunt, motherfucker, and then just bleep, beep, bleep. Beep, beep, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so much funnier. Yeah, come to our fucking show, motherfuckers, and then just beep it out. And then she'd be like, what the fuck is she saying? It's and so it's much like, work. She's really in our face right now. It's probably something really important. <laughs> oh, Broken baby shows are like that, only she's wearing something funnier. <laughs> I think what I wear is fine. Thank you. Just a fuck you shirt. That's, just, that's yeah. all you well, need. Well, I, I do have a fuck on shirt. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. My mom loves that shirt. She wants to be tagged in all of those photos. Oh, well, it was great having you guys here. <laughs> Thank you. It's a great way to close this show. <laughs> all right. Thank so, you. Thank you for watching this edition of KGUP Presents on Indie TV Channel 140 on the Universe Network. I'm Mikey J, and I'll see you next time.